At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on a regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why did my face in Floyd Mayweather in the Woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan. Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order, covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of tacky and white and nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? Hey, do you have an idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? Or do you have an already existing podcast that you want to take to the next level? Well, check out WeKnowPodcasting.com. From concept development to theme music to editing to logos, WeKnowPodcasting.com is a one-stop shop for all things pod. Don't hesitate to hit us up. We're very nice. So we're in August. Dude, we are, but hold on. Like, we're in August, but I've got my iced chai with Ooh, me, man. I'm look at you. It. Oh, well, that's what I was going to say, right? We got past 4th of July. Hell yeah. And now it's literally Halloween Christmas mindset, right? Exactly. Like, that, <laughs> like, that's like as the soon vibe. as I, I, I put it out, and, and all of our friends are pretty much the same as well, that like as soon as July 4th ended, it was like, uh, well, happy Halloween. We're in yeah, it now. No, I mean, we're we're in there. And <laughs> now we're officially starting to hit that time period. I'm I'm thinking right after August. We'll get through August. Yeah. I'm ready to start getting a little Christmassy. Right. <laughs> Dude, like, like I'm ready to blend that. it with the Halloween, but like I'm re- like yeah. like now we're not in that awkward like April through June sh- time where you're like, I don't know, man. I don't want to fucking think about Christmas. <laughs> well, that's the thing, is like by at least it's fucked because by mid-september i'm almost over halloween (laughs) yeah 
<laughs> no, I my my desire to be in a Christmas mind spirit like headspace greatly outweighs my desire to be in a Halloween headspace exactly. most of the time. But I think it's also we've talked about this before. You and I live that Christmas that Halloween life twenty four seven, set yeah. like three hundred and sixty five. The Christmas is harder to maintain. 365 because no one blinks an eye if you decide to put on like halloween h2o in the middle of july they're just like hey you're just enjoying a great horror movie but i believe we are we are recording on the 24th anniversary of halloween h2o yeah you know like those halloween (laughs) movies come out all year round but like plus i think like and i think you can agree with this there is a a lot of people in the horror community are very negative yeah boy there's a whole lot of negativity surrounding the horror community and i think even halloween as a whole which is really weird and i don't think that same negativity surrounds the things i enjoy about christmas um because i think you and i have both spoken that the things we love about christmas aren't necessarily like religious related okay so like i don't think there's that same there's not that same discourse and i think i'm so fucking tired of the of discourse in general and and constantly being attached to it and again that's my own fault for living on the internet but no but there's there's so there's a podcast that someone recommended to me that i've been listening to and it's like um it's not like a podcast that there's going to be a hundred episodes of, right? It's one of those like serial type shows where they've yeah. just got a story to tell. And once that story's over, they're done. And it's called download um, the rise and fall of Harry Knowles. And like, yeah. I don't think I realized how much of the things that we have learned to hate from the internet all kind of have their Same origins <laughs> in ain't it cool news. Like it's yeah. like, Oh Man, that is where you got snark ass writers that weren't even that yeah. good of a writer, just attacking a movie before they'd even seen it. Like, dude, it's mo- it's movie poop shoot. It is movie poop shoot. It's movie 100%. poop shoot. Like, and it's um, and it's and that's what kind of turns me off of of. Uh, so we're recording this. Uh, just a peek behind the curtain. We're recording this the day that Prey comes out on Hulu. And um, Sandman drops on Netflix. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I really want to watch these. But I'm also like. You what, almost feel like you have to watch them. online thing is going to like influence my opinion Well, on that's it, the thing. Know? It's like, it's like that stuff. It's like, I got to watch it right away. Yeah. And make my own opinion before I see like a thousand Facebook statuses that will either make me disappoint it because everyone's saying how amazing it is and then I think it's just okay yep. or the reverse where I love the movie more than I probably actually would love the movie because people have talked so much shit on it like exactly it's exactly it's, it's very hard you know what I will say I did see nope finally in theaters yeah and people have been really good at not really at least in my nick of the internet have been really yeah. good at just like, hey, go see Nope. And like, that's their entire yeah. review. You know what I mean? Like, not talking about too much. I think that it's fun. Like, I wish I really that loved I. It. I really I loved wish, it. I wish that I had known going into it that I was definitely going to be getting more of a close encounters of the third kind yeah. than, than an alien. Like, I was like prepared for like some super fucked up shit. But once I was like, oh, this is like watching every great Spielberg film from the 70s and 80s like it's just a popcorn fun 
movie where you really don't want to see anybody die. You're you're cheering for your heroes. I was able to like really buy in and have fun with it. But yeah, the first like 45 minutes, I'm like, what am I watching yeah. exactly? Like I wasn't yeah. ready for what the tone was going to be. But I mean, I here's what I'll say. This is going to I'm curious if you agree with this. Okay. I think it is my least favorite of the three Jordan Peele movies, but I think it's going to be the one I rewatch the most. Okay. Um, because I, I, I like Get Out and Us a little bit more, but those movies are so heavy. Yeah. Whereas Nope, I'm like, this is going to be one of those movies that I just like throw on and just like kind of have on in the background and just like, I'm not like, you don't have to pay attention to every single second of nope the way that you need to with get out and us because like every single frame has like a thousand different subtexts happening yeah i I love i love get out um i like us it was on my favorite i think us fell us is strong until the last like 10 minutes yeah it has a real bad into that category the thing we were just talking about like i saw it a week after it came out i saw the discourse on it everybody said it was like incredible and I watched it, and and I'm a huge fan of Get Out. I loved Get Out. Yeah, and that I I wanted something that I I put on that same level, and it wasn't. So I was really disappointed. I need to rewatch Us. I loved Nope. I absolutely adored yeah. Nope. Um, I think that Nope was very important for Jordan Peele to make, and like, <sighs> there's no way that I'm going to say this, and it doesn't sound a little bit like white guy complaining about being in the minority, which like whatever, but I think it's true. It was important for Jordan Peele to make a movie that really did have like a a wide net of characters so that he could keep himself from being pigeon held as like, Oh, well every Jordan Peele movie is just about the, the black characters, you know what I mean? And you know what I mean? Like I, and, and that's not saying like, I love that he's making those movies, but I think that as much as Jordan Peele respects Spike Jones, he doesn't want to be, or sorry, as much as Jordan Peele respects Spike Lee, he doesn't want to be Spike Lee. You know what I mean? Like he wants to be able to make movies for everybody's enjoyment and get out and us are definitely for everybody's enjoyment. You know what I mean? Like, but, but he was already getting labeled with that, concept so i think that nope was like an important thing to be like no i can make a general audience movie it's kind of you know the vibe that i'm getting from love it or hate the trailer like the monsters is rob zombie trying to prove that he can make a movie that's not just for the diehard horror fans um we'll get to that in a second we'll see we'll see how that (laughs) looks i'm i'm gonna keep my i'm keeping myself optimistic with very low expectations no like like i said i said that in a tone that that you're actually going to be surprised by my feelings but i want to talk about uh jordan peele real quick mainly guys today we're talking about christmas in august which is a uh it's a made up bullshit thing from yeah (laughs) yellowstone Yellowstone. we're gonna talk Um, about it in a second but yeah we're gonna get to it i promise and i are catching up man let us catch up it's 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 been a little bit matt just got back from uh (laughs) matt just got back from scares that care and yeah. before then, he was at San Diego Comic Con, and Dylan. Before has that, been... I was in Pittsburgh, and before <laughs> that, I was in Tennessee. Dylan's I, I... been uh, just hanging out on the eastern shore of Maryland. Yes. <laughs> Dylan's been collecting Pokemon cards and playing video games. Uh, <laughs> More about he's... that next week, I'm exactly. sure. <laughs> and he's gonna he's gonna sit and, and enjoy his summer vacation before they go back to school. But talking about Nope, what I love about Jordan Peele is 
is how much like how much he lets his horror fandom influence what he makes. He continued he did it with Kean Feel. He did it with Get Out. He did it with uh the Lost Boys stuff in us. And he did it again with Nope. One of my favorite parts of Get Out is the fact that at the end, spoilers for Get Out, you guys should see it. At the end, that movie turns into like a 70s, 80s exploitation movie with like brain transplants and shit like that, which is amazing to me. And what I love about Nope is there's a halfway point, and I'm going to do my best to avoid spoilers. There's a halfway point scene where basically the 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 movie the visuals turn into like a haunted house movie yep like the windows are dripping blood and everything and i love that visual i love when jordan peele does that when he's taking them this movie that's obviously in a different genre but is using these different influences to just to create these super impressive visuals yeah, and I've heard people complain that he is a third act problem, but I realize that a lot of the people who say that are people who don't have the deep horror knowledge that you and I have, where it's yeah. like, it's like, no, he just likes to shift the tone in the third act. Yep. And like, if you get, if you get what he's going for, the tone shift isn't as jarring as if you have no fl- frame of reference for what he's doing. Exactly. Um, let's briefly talk about the monsters trailer, right. and then we'll talk about this Yellowstone <laughs> thing. I mean, I the love monsters. the monsters. I'm going to watch anything. I love the monsters. I'm going to watch anything based on the monsters. I know that people are complaining about the color saturation. It looks very similar to when they did the first Technicolor monsters movie, Monsters yeah. Go Home. I'm sure it's going to be fine. Am I going to walk away from it and be like, this was the greatest film of 2022? No. There's no chance. There's zero chance that that's going to be my takeaway. It's fucking incredible. But but I'm like, I know what it's going to be. You know what I mean? And it's going to be fine. Listen, all right. It's a PG movie for kids. Like, you got to stop. People got to stop sitting down and being like, this doesn't look like House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, because it's a fucking kids movie. My big thing is like, dude. You're not going to sit there and tell me that all of these 30 and 40 year olds were are hardcore monsters watchers. Yeah. Like you're, you're not fucking fooling me. Like I literally was just texting someone your fucking time. Like shut the fuck up. I was just texting someone literally yesterday and was like, do people forget that the Munsters was literally just 30 minutes of dad jokes and old vaudeville yeah. bits? Like we it's... literally we watched the trailer. Teddy goes, That looked really dumb, but also goofy and fun. Yeah. Which is the Munsters. Like yeah. I don't understand. It, it so the, the trailer reminded me of in the maybe it was the early two thousands. Um before Freeform became Freeform, it was ABC Family and then it was Fox Family before that. Fox Family did a remake of the Adams Family, like a TV show version, and yeah. that's what the this movie reminded me of. I, I, it looked like they were all having fun. It looked like it was goofy and slapstick. To me, it looks like it's definitely got the tone of the original Monsters. And you know what? I'm, I'm done buying that. All of the stuff that's getting remade is ruining people's fucking childhoods. People have nostalgia for shit that they never even watched. Yep. Like you're not 
telling me that all of these people are diehard Monsters fans that Rob Zombie just ruined their fucking day. Get out of my face with that, dude. Dude, that well, I've been over the this ruined my childhood thing yeah. since like midway through the prequels when I'm like, oh, I wasn't aware that they like broke into your house and took your original copies exactly. of Star Wars when they made those exactly. prequels. Like, just don't fucking watch it then. At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on the regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why am I facing Floyd Mayweather in the Woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan. Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order, covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of Tacky and White and Nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? Hello there. I didn't see you come in. I'm Shane O'Hare of the Geekscape Games Podcast, the number one video game podcast on the Geekscape.network. Join myself, Derek Krenevelt, and a guest every fortnight as we discuss video game news, video game reviews, and dissections. That's Geekscape Games every two weeks on Geekscape.net. So, Dylan, you sent me a link to this made-up bullshit that happens yeah. in Yellowstone Park. <laughs> Dude, what were like, we even talking about? Were we in the I don't, middle of a... I think we were, we were in the middle of Jaws. Jaws yeah, 3D. You just sent me something, and you were like, hey, check this out. August Christmas in August, formerly known as Savage Christmas. I prefer the phrase Savage Christmas way more. Um, so let's break down this Wikipedia page. So it says origins, yeah. right? It says, okay. according to the local legend... In the yes. early part of the 20th century, a freak blizzard stranded visitors and their stagecoach at the Old Faithful Inn. Rather than lament the fact that they were snowbound in a hotel, the guests decided to celebrate Christmas since it looked like Christmas outside. Some stories place this blizzard happening shortly after the turn of the 20th century, while others specify that the blizzard occurred in 1939 and in some other places, 1920. Some stories so date not, the... Not only is this shit... Not only is this bullshit holiday made up... <laughs> <laughs> we don't even know when the 
fucking like blizzard took place. <laughs> yeah, so hold on, there's more. Some stories date the blizzard to be in the 19th century, prior to the creation of the Old Faithful Inn. There are no historical records recording a blizzard that ever hit Yellowstone on or around August 25th of any given year. In fact, between 1904 and 1941, the most snow that Yellowstone received on any given day in August was 1.8 inches on August 18th, 1932. Interviews with old employees indicate that the celebration was not held prior to the 1930s um what? so yes completely made up here uh and then that continues you move to the next page of the wiki the historical origins while the actual origins of christmas in august are unknown yellowstone's information specialist leslie quinn states uh, speculates that the origins are based upon three factors first that during the 1930s the celebration of christmas in july was a popular celebration in the rocky mountains second August 25th is the anniversary of the National Park Service. And third, that there was an existing celebration in town known as Savage Days. Quinn discovered a 1966 article published by the Parks Recreation Department entitled Christmas Comes Twice a Year, Once at Home and Once Up Here. In the article, Gene... I love this. One second. In the in the article, Gene, Mr. Yellowstone Music Hall, indicated that there was no Christmas in August celebration while he worked in Yellowstone during the 20s and 30s. According to Qual, there was a small Christmas in July celebration and that the employees would have had an employee-only celebration called Savage Days, wherein the park employees would dress like Santa Claus. Um, so at least now we're getting... This is all bullshit. So... <laughs> yeah. This sounds like an excuse that the people in Yellowstone are just really big fans of Christmas like us. And they're like, we need to make up some shit so we can celebrate Christmas in August More. when it's really and fucking hot. Which is fine. It's yeah, perfectly fine. Love but it. get your fucking story straight. <laughs> yeah, seriously. All right. So Savage Days. Let's talk about what Savage Days were first. So in 1977, the park historian Aubrey L. Hines indicated that the earliest reference in the 1947 employee handbooks was an indication that read, O.F. Savages held annual celebration 725. According to the August 1st, 1947 issue of Yellowstone's Weekly News, the July 25th celebration had nothing to do with Christmas. The Savages, uh, which were the concession employees at the Old Faithful, held a gala affair on July 25th known as Savage Day. Several floats entered in a long parade up the main street to Old Faithful. Uh, the day concluded with a large masquerade ball in the evening. Hines indicated that he remembered the celebration going as far back as 1939 when he worked at the Old Faithful as the assistant district ranger, but that no one paid the employee celebration much attention. By 1953, however, the annual ce celebration known as Savage Days became a park-wide celebration and had attracted the attention of the park connoisseurs and the National Park Service as they were... Uh, as it interfered with the service quality. Okay. So what I'm getting from that is that these employees had this crazy <laughs> party every year. Yeah. And it started to come known as the fact that because they were having this crazy party, like the park quality in general went down because yeah. all these like 
<laughs> these people were partying so hard that it got labeled as savage days because yeah. it's just like oh these are the days you don't want to go to yellowstone because those employees are going to be fucking worthless and then they made too. it then they made it like a celebration like, yeah like, yay savage christmas woo yeah so here we go savage christmas savage christmas. 1953 was the last year savage days was celebrated in yellowstone national park starting in 1954 the park connoisseurs made a concerted effort to merge savage days with a smaller christmas in july celebration trev pov the head of hamilton stores one of the park connoisseurs claimed that the park concessioners deliberately created the story of the blizzard at old faithful inn to a uh, falsify the origins of this new celebration called savage christmas in 1955 the first publications came out mentioning savage christmas and from 1954 to 1959 the celebration was held on either july 25th or august 25th but by 1959 august 25th became its permanent date quinn speculates that there are two reasons why the august 25th date prevailed over the july 25th one first the tourist season in yellowstone starts in may and ends at the end of August, by celebrating Christmas on August 25th, it became the end of the tourist season celebration. Second, Warren Otis, the bellhop at Old Faithful Inn and founder of a Christian ministry in the national parks, or ACMP, MNP, had started a choir, and the choir held its first celebration on August 7th, 1949. Within two years, the choir uh, they were forming choirs at Old Faithful, Mammoth Hot Springs, and the lake areas of the park with the intention of performing Handel's Messiah. Uh, uh, <clears throat> Handel's Messiah. Quinn reasons that having the Messiah, which was the annual tradition of the early 50s through the 90s, coincide with the Christmas celebration was just a logical step. But with only a short season in which to prepare, the August date for the concert would have to be more reasonable. And this may be the factor for the July to August switch. Uh, Delmer J. Sincard III, an author who wrote the article, Christmas Comes Twice a Year, but once at home and once up here, noted that the Christmas celebrations begin to take a more serious and formal aspect once of, once the arrival of the ACMNP seminaries. So I think we've got this. Sol- <laughs> we solved the mystery of Christmas in August, everybody. I'm like, could you imagine moving to Yellowstone and, and people are celebrating this and you're like, what why yeah why <laughs> somebody's like hold on <laughs> yeah so let me explain this to you well it's like first of all do you want the real story or the made-up story i'll yeah. tell you both the made-up story is that there was a blizzard and people decided to celebrate christmas in august because of it all right so here's the real story uh we used to party like fucking maniacs at the end of the season and uh and while we were like getting good and ripped some dude came and formed a church choir and wanted to perform that hallelujah song and we were like, well, I mean, you're forming this choir in May. That's not a quick turnaround time. How about we combine your bullshit's choir with our like rager and we'll just put it on the calendar. We'll call it Savage Christmas and we can get a pretty penny out of the tourists while we're doing it. I'm curious. I, I think we, we we definitely need to make a trip to Savage Christmas one year. One year. Um, uh, for sure. I think we have a perfectly fine day in the summer to celebrate christmas and it's leon day like it's it's june 25th i don't like i i don't that's it's the perfect halfway point i'm i'm a big proponent for that day fuck christmas in july yeah (laughs) fuck christmas in august june 25th leon day noel spelled backwards is the exact halfway point between like 
like it's six months, dude. I don't understand. <laughs> we don't need to make up yeah, bullshit. Christmas holidays. in July. Christmas in July. The more I realized that it's like, but that's not even the halfway point, really. Exactly. Like, exactly. When I was a kid, I always thought it was the halfway point until I, funny enough, started listening to <laughs> Christmas podcasts. Yeah. Somebody mentioned Leon Day because I just never did like never thought about it. It's not yeah. something you fucking think about, and then you're like. Oh, I guess June twenty fifth is the halfway point to Christmas because it yeah. is the sixth month. So yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes sense to me. We don't need to make up random shit, guys. If you ju- if you want to keep the Christmas spirit in your hearts all year round, you can do Just it. Listen to our podcast. Just do it. Just listen to our <laughs> podcast. Um, I promise you, this episode because at, at the midpoint of Matt reading that very interesting with wikipedia as my eyes began to glaze over <laughs> i want to just ease your stress that we're not running out of stuff to talk about no i no. just i just want you to know this was no, we literally just found out about one-off. this wild we found out about exactly. this wild fucking thing and i was like we have to talk about it because this is insane exactly it's exactly. insane and it's stupid but don't listen we're going to peek a peek a really good thing to talk about Fuck next yeah, week for man. you guys. So, so, excited. so excited. So, I mean, this is a short one. This is just kind of a, we needed to talk about it. It had to we be talked to talk about. talk about Christmas in August. There's also apparently a Korean movie called. Ice. That Christmas was the first thing that came up <laughs> on. <laughs> in August. I, that's when I, when I typed in Christmas in August, that popped up and I'm like, did I make this shit up? <laughs> like. <laughs> No, you sent me a wiki link, and I was That's like, what, what the fuck is this? That's what uh, I thought. So, but yeah, we'll get, Yeah, I mean, we'll watch that South Korean movie one day, I'm oh, sure. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, We've well, talked anyway, about stuff that are that are uh, less Christmassy than that, so I'm sure it'll be great. thousand percent. Well, yeah. happy Savage Christmas, Dylan. Dude, happy Savage Christmas. Party on. Whoa, oh, whoa. At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on the regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not what I wear. <laughs> and they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why am I facing Floyd Mayweather in the Woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan. Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order, covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of tacky and white and nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. 
So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm. Available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 